0: Your blood runs orange and blue. orange and blue. blue. This, this, this is the pod, pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods hosted
2: by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, we're doing a midseason grades, midseason report cards as we hit the midseason point this week. And uh, we're going to focus today on the head coach, Tom Thibodeau, the man I was just raging on uh, 20 minutes ago. So, uh, Tibbs. Has coached the Knicks to a 22 and 19 record thus far this season. I think it's been a season that we could definitely say has been a true roller coaster ride. We've seen long winning streaks, long plays of really solid play from this team. We've seen long losing streaks and long stretches of poor play from this team. But they kind of even adopt to have a record that still leaves them three games above 500. Some of the key decisions I think we've seen from Tibbs this season has been how he's handled the rotation, which has changed drastically since the beginning of the season. So uh, at times earlier, it started, it included uh, Cam Reddish and Derek Rose uh, in the rotation. More recently, it's featured younger players like Deuce and Bride and Jericho Sims in the rotation. There was a major change to the starting lineup that included Quinn Grimes in for Evan Fournier, who went to the bench briefly before being taken completely out of rotation. He's gotten back in the rotation since R.J. Barrett's injury. Um, but that has essentially been kind of what we see from Tibbs and how he's managed the team. Uh, uh, fundamentally, in terms of how they play, started the season as more of an up-tempo team, have reverted back to more of a, a slow-it-down half-court team. Offensively, they've actually been pretty good in terms of efficiency. Defense has turned the corner since they went to the nine-man rotation, but it's still been a little bit up and down. Uh, Tommy, how do you grade Tibbs' performance thus far this season?
1: yeah i mean first and foremost i'm of the belief that could head coaches get too much credit when when teams are successful uh, in the nba in particular um you know in, in baseball managers basically gotta you know control the bullpen and certain other minor adjustments here and there um but in the nba um Probably too much credit when there's when when teams succeed and too much blame when when things go wrong. Um, so I, looking at the big picture, Knicks top ten in, in defensive rating, top nine in offensive rating, um, top ten in both categories is, is obviously where you want to be Um, eighth overall and net rating three games above 500 Um, without an overly talented roster. um, Obviously an upgraded point guard has been the biggest difference. Um, The things that I really knocked Tibbs on last season um, was his ridiculous reliance uh, of playing Alex Burks. Um, you know, over the yeah. second half of the season, a 30 year old shooting guard when he had quickly um, proven that he can more than handle his own as a starting NBA player. Um, and again, it's the frustration lies in the fact that had quickly been given this same opportunity. I think he leads the league in minutes uh, since Christmas. Had he been given this opportunity over the second half of last season? Unquestionably, his trade value would have been higher, which means it would have been far more likely that Ainge or whoever else the Knicks were at three get a three team deal involved. Somebody would have been willing to pony up for, for IQ, especially if the Knicks were willing to let him go because they're not convinced he could handle a contract. You know, it was worth a contract extension. I assume they've changed their tune on that. Um, mm-hmm. again, it, it leans back to um, the problem wasn't just that it cost the Knicks victories. Um, which in the grand scheme of things, whether they win 37 or 35 or, or 38 or 36, wasn't all that important. It was about the uh, evolution of the franchise and what was best for the long-term direction of the young players on the team. That means playing Obi more minutes, play, playing IQ more minutes in a lost season when the Knicks were 13 games under 500 in February. Um, that hasn't been as much, nearly as much as an issue this year, whether it's because Leon Rose said, Tibbs, uh, either you play IQ or I'll find a head coach who will. Um, you know, <laughs> You play the young guys, you get Forney out of the rotation, you get Rose out of the rotation, um, put McBride in, play IQ more minutes. Um, that led to victories, which proved that that philosophy, that that theory was was correct at the time. Um, so that being said, whether it's because his hand was forced or because he came to it of his own will and volition, um, I suppose there's neither here nor there. The, the reality is the Knicks have benefited from it. And again, three games over 500, um, uh, the record is what the record is. Um, Again, it's not, and it's not smoke and mirrors. The net rating, you know, justifies that, 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 uh, solid, uh, uh, record um so uh, grade wise i'd probably be at a c plus b minus somewhere in that range um again um I, i'm not going to give him too much credit for the fact that brunson's having a career year um because you know brunson has been slowly developing towards this opportunity the opportunity presented itself and he damn sure has made the most of it um yeah you know uh, Grimes should have played more last season he's getting an opportunity playing really well um and, and mitch robb uh, has stayed healthy that's obviously been a key um so uh yeah that that's kind of where i'm at on the on the head coaching grade wise
2: yeah so to me l- let me let me start with what i can give tibbs credit for um he at least did make adjustments he, he didn't he didn't sit there and watch his team toil away for half a season before doing anything uh rash so there were the again was that the front office was that someone else we don't know but He's the coach. So I have to give them the credit for it. just like if there's a trade that's made, whether it's the owner or the GM, I have to give the GM credit for it. So, um, so I give him credit for understanding that you could no longer start Evan Fournier. You could no longer be playing 10 guys. Derrick Rose could not play in this rotation regularly. Um, I didn't think Cameron had to be out of the rotation, but I think that taking him out was turned out to be the right move with where things have gone. So this, what we've argued about with him, this inflexibility that we saw with the roster last year, we have not seen. Um, We've seen him change the starting lineup. We've seen him change uh, the rotation uh, at times where, you know, we went long stretches last year where there were no real major changes except for Kemba Walker, sometimes being in the rotation, sometimes being out of the rotation. That was the only changes that we really saw for an entire season, which was insane. So uh, he deserves credit for that. Um, I think he deserves credit for the Knicks' um, offensive improvement in the sense that, yes, Brunson does a lot, and, and he deserves way more credit than Tibbs does. But I do think, as I said on that last podcast, Tibbs getting them to play at a lot more faster pace to start the year, I think put them in a better position to execute better offense as the season has gone on. Um, there is more movement. There are guys who are are, are not just standing around. Um, they they play, I think, a more of a, like, together basketball. They're not so much a reliance on isolation, even as they return to more half-court play. So uh, those are, I think, the two main things uh, I give Tibbs credit for. Um, now, here's the, 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 the bad part. Number one, some of these issues with the rotation started with the bad decisions he made to begin with. Um, I, I said, and in preseason, I said that McBride has to play. Like, I, I don't, I've seen enough. He has to get on the court. And that means Derrick Rose has to sit. Then Derrick Rose has to sit. He decided not to do that. And then we got th- that month where Derrick Rose was just, you know, a corpse, basically out there and and really wasn't giving us anything. Um, He started the season saying that he had to start Fournier because they quote unquote needed shooting, even though Quentin Grimes, you know, broke the record for most threes as a Nick in one game, Um, had games, had a game this year where he had like, what, eight threes. Um, And and, and we saw Fournier and how he just did not work with their starting lineup and how defenses cooked the Knicks backcourt defensively because you cannot have a backcourt of Fournier and Brunson together. I saw that. Anybody who knows basketball saw that. He somehow did not see that because we quote unquote needed shooting and how many games the Knicks lose because they couldn't guard anybody's stuff here. So that's a knock on tips. Um the Knicks brought in Isaiah Hartenstein and Hartenstein known to be great passer, great ball handler, great in dribble handoff. The Knicks run none of that stuff. They run no high post action with him, don't do anything to uh, to 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 kind of accentuate his talents, accentuate what he does well. So we've seen his value tank and he's not playing well. And he's still playing. So they're still playing him like he's neurons in the well, even though that's not how he plays. And they have a guy in Jericho Sims who would fit more of the role that Tibbs clearly wants from his back of five, and he seems to not want to play him unless there's some injuries. So we're stuck with Hardenstein struggling, and Sims can't get consistent minutes. So that's a knock on Tom Tippett. So uh, it's been a, a very mixed bag from the Knicks head coach I think he's done a better job than he did last year. But if I was grading him last year, he would have got like a D or an F. Like he would not be the coach if I was the general manager uh, right now. So uh, he's done a better job. I I think that I do want to make that clear. Has he done a good job? No, I don't think he's done a good job. This is a Knicks team that's three games above 500. I think you looked at them before the season. You say they're a team that's around 500. That's kind of what they should be somewhere close to there. You don't get credit for doing the bare minimum. Like like this this is not uh, we' we're, we're not giving out you know easy grades here. you know i I do uh, I do teach in in college, and I, you know I, I'm not someone who grades on a curve. so so no, just because the expectations were middling just because you make them doesn't mean you get a high grade. So that being said, Tom Dito, I'm giving you a C on this. C is passing, you didn't fail. um you you've done some certain things, I've seen some of things you've done, but there there's there are too many games this year, and I mentioned earlier on this podcast. About their their inability to execute late in games, and that to me is again continues to be his worst uh, attribute as a coach. There are no adjustments in games. There's there, the team doesn't even know what they want to do uh, to try to finish games, and to keep to just only keep putting down the players, you can only do that for so long. And I I even held out. I, I defended Tibbs after that Mavs game. I sat on his podcast and defended him, but to see them consistently do this, the Raptors game that they could have lost, they also couldn't finish. Um, it's a clear problem. And 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 their record could be a lot better had they had they uh finished these games better down the stretch. So um for Tibbs, I'm giving you a C. Yeah, the
1: the the pros of Tibbs, you know, basically throughout his whole career, motivating players, getting teams ready, teams will play hard for him, you know, et cetera, that type of rah-rah stuff. The con for Tibbs, Stubbornly rigid, doesn't make adjustments in grand scheme of things. You know, took him forever to, for the Knicks to finally increase the three-point production, and then in-game X's and O stuff. He's just ne- never been near the top of the league, probably never will be. Um, so, you know, you just kind of take the pros or the cons. The good thing for Tibbs is that this team is competitive in the playoff hunt. If they were not, he's just not the pl- not the coach for a a rebuilding or a team on the, you know, that needs to learn and get there, you know, and and have minutes and get reps. Um, So I think it's very fortunate for the Knicks front office. Leon Rose is not put in a difficult position um, for the Knicks to be above 500. A lot of that is on because of Jalen Brunson and and Randall rebounding um, as well as he has. both literally on the court and metaphorically just in, in you know just in terms of the all the drama and the nonsense that he dealt with last season he's, he's done a better job of acting professionally this season so um but yeah very uh um you know it's amazing that we're already 41 games into the season already halfway over it seems like uh things just uh, fly by.
2: Yeah, I know it's it's crazy how fast the season is gone. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the the NFL season, and so many teams being in the mix, you feel like you're still really tuned into the NFL, right. uh, and then you snap back and you're like, oh, halfway the <laughs> now the playoffs are here, you're like, okay, what's going on with the NBA? Oh, snap, half the season's already gone. So yeah, it is crazy where we've been. And look, when I when I'm when I'm evaluating a coach to me, it's like if any other guy was in this spot, where would this team be? Like. For example, had we been doing a podcast two years ago, Tibbs would have got an A. <laughs> like I think that a lot of coaches would not have gotten the next to, to, to that record and what they did. He did a fabulous job, and I was here the first person saying, not first person, but one of the lot people saying, "Coach of the year, absolutely, he's done a tremendous job." Uh, last year, again, I look at that roster. A lot of team, a lot of other coaches would have done a lot better with that, so he get an F. Yes. Um, here, I say, okay, what would other coaches would have done? I think most coaches probably have the same record. Some would be better. So you get a passing grade C. You're doing okay, but like I, I don't think this is any special coaching job that's being done by him. Um, real quickly, any any adjustments you want to see uh, going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, just uh, again, the rotation wise, be more flexible in terms of when things aren't going well. Um, you know, it shouldn't have taken them that long to get McBride minutes, as you noted. Mm-hmm. Um, it and it shouldn't take this long. We've seen we don't need five more games of Hart and thinking it up. Too, right from the rotation, exactly. You know, like get a small sample, and it's not for the rest of the season. You know, if Mitch goes down, you're going to need Hardenstein to play 24 minutes a night. Of course, um, if if Sims tweaks an ankle and he's out, then okay, then Harden signs back. You same way Fournier had to stay ready. Um, again, that situation um, when you see that it isn't working, don't be afraid to, to mix things up and, and make make a quicker decisions from that standpoint.
2: Yeah, I, I I echo those sentiments. It, it takes them too long to to make those those decisions that you know could save you two or three games in the standings, and you're talking about trying to make the playoffs or avoid the play, and like that matters. That like, this isn't just like oh well, you lost this game. Oh well, like no, the, all these games matter. Like games you should win that you don't win because you don't make certain adjustments, or you wait three or four games to make those adjustments. They're they're a problem, you know. So so I, I echo those sentiments. I think I would also, uh, as I said before, I would like to see them do a better job of the, the the shot distribution throughout the team um we know brunson and Randall can score Uh i think and they have been injuries, so i understand why they relied on even more recently but i would like to see some of these other guys get shots we've seen that when quickly gets shots he can produce we've seen that when Grimes gets shots that he can produce uh they got to keep mitchell involved offensively because uh, you know he gives you so much defensively on the glass you got to feed him you got to keep him engaged Put so play- i want to see them yeah
1: Totally. Put players in position to succeed. You know, for instance, when IQ is on the floor by himself and he shouldn't be in the fourth quarter, you should have either Randall or Brunson on the floor. But right. that's, again, another adjustment needs to be made. Run some more pick and rolls the same way Brunson gets the benefit of those. Run those for IQ. Um, have have Mitch Robbs, you know, run one five screens up top. Um, same for, for, for Grimes. We know where he can be successful. Put him in position to be successful. Um, and those are some of the things I like to see going forward as well. And and if you're going to absolutely play, absolutely so and, and if you're going to play Hardenstein, have him run dribble handoffs and have him do the things that he's proven he can handle. Right. Don't just be uh, you know something. Don't ask him to fill uh, something to play a role that he's not comfortable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say that any better. So uh, we'll see how the second half of the season goes. We're officially at the halfway point, so a lot to improve for Tibbs, and, and hopefully he will make those adjustments. But.